A.J. Jacobs wrote a book called Thanks a Thousand. He went on a mission and he decided to thank every single person responsible for his morning cup of coffee. He started with the barista, that one was easy to find. But then he had to go find the person that ground the coffee beans. He had to go find the person that planted the coffee beans. Gets even better. He had to go find the truck driver that transported the coffee beans to the coffee shop. And then he had to go find the person that painted the yellow lines on the road to make sure that the truck got to the shop safely. A thousand thanks. This past week I received lots of emails and calls of thanks from around the country for speaking up against anti-Semitism, against celebrities in the music and sports world. It was a very strange feeling to be thanked for something that I thought was just simply the right thing to do at the right time. Because as I said, if you saw some of those clips, what begins with an Instagram or Twitter post ends up on our doorstep. Literally. Literally on our doorsteps of maybe you had in your homes as well, those baggies that accuse the Jews of being the cause of this or that the problems of today, literally at our doorstep, some of our children in Sinai Akiba Academy on a bus to an athletic event with the coach, no longer their coach, agreeing with some of the sentiments that were said online, but with those children being educated in our community, understood the moment what was happening, understood how to stand up, understood what it meant to tell an adult that that was not right, understood what it was to be a Jew in this world. I have another part of my job that I love every Friday and I go down to the preschool and sing Shabbat songs with them. We sing Bim Bam and Shabbat Shalom, but one of the songs that we sing that was composed by cantor Doug Kotler right here in Los Angeles is Thank You God. And the last verse that we sing goes like this. Baruch Atah Adonai, thank you, God. Thank you for my friends and thank you for my toys. Thank you, God, for watching over all the girls and boys. And when I sang that song last week with these two and three year olds, it got me thinking about thanks because if those children are going to grow up in a world that we see happening today, we as an adult, as adults, have a responsibility to thank those who came before us that allow us to stand up for what we see that is wrong. And so over this past week, I begin to thank, thank and think, who allowed me to stand up, to stand up for what was right? And there were three people in one group that I want to call out for gratitude the first, as I began to think about this question, was Mrs. Shifran. She was my first grade Hebrew teacher. She taught me the Aleph Bet. She handed me my first Sidur. Mrs. Shifran was from Romania. She was a Holocaust survivor. And she would tell her story to us as children. And years later, as I became a rabbi, I went back to her and her husband, who was our physical education teacher, who literally every morning would stand on his head. Sophia, when you talk about the strength of competitive cheerleading, this guy was 
something I've never seen before. But when he did that, I saw on his arm the numbers and where he came from. I thanked him. And I thank my own parents, my father, who in the 1980s, we would stand up and advocate for the freedom of Russian Jews. In the 90s, for the freedom of Ethiopian Jews, we would greet them at Ben-Gurion Airport. And I remember as a child going to rallies at the local university when speakers of hate would come, we would be outside preaching messages of love. I thought about Rabbi Abraham, Joshua Heschel, and Dr. Martin Luther King, who in just a couple of weeks we will celebrate with Craig and the Unity Shabbat that we do every single year. Because as Jews, we pray with our voices and we pray with our feet. And I thought about just recently the brothers and sisters of Iran who every single day fights for their right to speak, for their right to pray, for their right to live as free human beings. Because when we say thank you in our lives, usually as children we say thank you for what we have been given. A material, a piece of clothing, a piece of food on our plates. But as Jews, we say thank you a little bit differently. As Jews, when we say blessings, we thank God for the ability to give to others. And I thank our tradition because if you look in the Talmud, it's obvious. Rav Huna once was given a new medicine. Do you know what he did with that? Of course, he took it to make himself better. But he took the medicine bag and hung it on his doorpost so other people could have that miracle as well. And Rav Huna, he loved Passover so much. Anybody who was hungry come in and eat, he wouldn't only say that at his Seder. But the Talmud tells us every Shabbat, he would do that as well. And of course, it's what we learned from Avraham this morning. Allowing our plate to be empty because others have eaten. And the rabbis tell us that when you say a thank you blessing, you shouldn't say it with your, by yourself. Rather, we learn that you should say it with a minion with ten other people. You should raise your voice and say it with a community. You know, so often we are confronted with challenges, but we don't thank those people in the moment because it's not obvious. But it's never too late. It's never too late to give thanks. And so a final story that I heard just a couple of weeks ago, right before I had the opportunity to speak with other celebrities, with Charles Barkley and ESPN people, on behalf of our community, on behalf of our people, I spoke with Andy Hill. Andy Hill celebrated his bar mitzvah right here on this bima many, many years ago. Eventually, he became the president of CBS Productions, but before that, he played for Coach John Wooden at UCLA, the best coach of all time, at least according to me. If you're a Trojan, we can talk about that at Kiddush. He didn't play much for UCLA, but he learned a lot. He learned a lot from something called the Pyramid of Success that you might be familiar with. But it was 25 years later that Andy Hill realized that the reason he became president of CBS Productions was because of the lessons that he learned 25 years earlier. And so before John Wooden got too old, he went back to him 
He thanked him. He, in fact, wrote a book with him. His book is called Be Quick, Don't Hurry. And in it, he has a beautiful line. He says, magnify the blessings over the disappointments. Again, it doesn't mean ignore the disappointments. There are disappointments, there are challenges, there is hate, there is difficulty in our world. But to be thankful is to magnify those, to magnify those blessings. In other words, as I said earlier, we are Jews. We are a people of hope, but we are a people of thanks. We are a people of thanks not for what only we have been given, but we are a people of thanks for that which we have to give. For it is in those moments of toda, those moments of gratitude, those moments of radical amazement, when we see the world as it ought to be, that we can acknowledge within heartbreak, within trouble and obstacle, that we can still live in a wonderful world that allows us to awaken our soul with all its potential. For as we come and as we go, that gratitude must stay in our hearts.